Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with someone who just blew in from Stupid Town. Josh Hemo. Thank you. <laughs> I just got to recognize your roots, you know? Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Shout out to Stupid Town. Shout out to Stupid Town and all our listeners in Stupid Town. And I want to thank them for listening. <laughs> so this is our podcast where we look back on SpongeBob episodes and find you some nice little life lessons to use when you feel like it or, you know, ignore when... You should be using your conscience or something. Right. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, let's just get right into the episode. We're going to check out season two, episode three Big Pink Loser and Bubble Buddy. Act one Big Pink Loser, AKA what everyone used to call me in high school. <laughs> no, so this episode, Patrick accidentally gets one of SpongeBob's many awards. And so, Patrick becomes determined to get an award for himself. So he goes to SpongeBob and SpongeBob decides to help him. And Patrick kind of takes it a little bit too far, starts copying him and all hell kind of breaks loose. To start this whole thing off, I want to ask Josh a very, very important question. Hit me. How many awards do you got? <laughs> like out of everything ever in my life? Uh, just you can, you can just list them off. You can do participation trophies too <laughs> if you want. I think the only two awards that I can remember, no, three, were... I won a Halloween costume contest once. I don't remember what year that was. That was solid. And I won an award for, I think it was like Allstate Orchestra in middle school or something like that. That was pretty cool. Fun fact. Like for the, interest, for the instrument you used to play? For the instrument I used to play, yeah. What instrument did you used to play? I used to play the viola. Oh, I played yeah. it for, from like third grade all the way until sophomore year of high school. Do you remember what your costume was? I don't remember what my costume is for that. For, uh, for the other thing. <laughs> for the other thing. And then the last one was, oh no, I guess I remember too. I don't count all the awards we got for techies. That was just a drunk mess. Those don't count for anything. Okay, please explain techies for the, yeah, for the for viewers. For those who don't know, techies uh, was a... Secret theater cult. Secret theater cult, basically. It was a twice a year party where in the wintertime we'd all get drunk. There's no real awards unless you graduated. And in the spring, or we'd do like an award ceremony for like best designs and best, best all tech categories. But it was voted upon each or by, by the student body. It was super biased because you just vote for your friends, especially if you yeah. didn't see the show. So like it really didn't matter. And the prizes were usually just a bunch of bull anyways. So what I think is the most interesting thing is that there's a lot of like theater like classes and i think it's just a theater kid thing where they do that where they have like some type of award thing that's like separate from the school it's just a bunch of the students and it's like secret wills and other and it was funny too because i've like talked that. to other people from other schools and they have same kind of stuff i was like yeah. oh that's okay this is all a, theater kids are the thing. same is what i'm trying to get across you are not wrong um it was just an excuse for the host to spend a lot of money to get a lot of people drunk. And that was my life. So there's that. And then the last thing I think I remember winning was like, uh, was like outstanding senior when I graduated. Oh yeah. You actually yeah. won that. I did. Yeah. Fun fact. Our intern Fatima was also up for that award and she lost to Josh. Oh, oh well. Womp womp. Womp womp. <laughs> RIP. What about you? Oh, let's see. Out of the countless, countless uh -huh. trophies I got when I was trophies. 
Yo, if you go to my parents' house, there is like a box full of trophies somewhere because I played a lot of sports when I was younger. So a lot of participation trophies, little MVP situation. No, not you really. Tried. MVP. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, just like a le- random bunch of like random little little awards. Didn't you win something for your uh, senior thesis film? I have no, no. I, I don't think so. Oh. I could be wrong. I kind of just block out every achievement I've ever made. <laughs> good, so, or ba- <laughs> good or bad achievements. It's the way to yeah. do it. That way you don't get too cocky. Yeah, exactly. All right, so let's jump into this episode. Patrick really wants some type of award. And one thing that kind of really, really struck me is when he goes over to SpongeBob's house and he actually finds out that, like, you know, the award that he got in the mail isn't actually for him, it's for SpongeBob. He, like, decides that he wants to, like, accomplish something. And he mentions other dimensions, for one. So multiverse theory, possibly in the works. mentions the ninth dimension. Yeah, the ninth dimension. Specifically, the giant monkey man in the ninth dimension. And then the little monkey man. But the other thing that bugs me is that he says, you know, SpongeBob's like, think smaller. And he's like, the smallest you can think of. And he picks working at the Krusty Krab. So how does he think, what does he think about SpongeBob's career choice that's just kind of up to to think about that yeah yeah i mean they must not think very highly and that's like kind of something in this episode patrick does not strike me as a good friend in this episode through a lot of mm-hmm. stuff you know especially like the very top when he comes through spongebob's door he like knocks over that beautiful card snail like the card house of cards card, like, like card artwork yeah situation he doesn't even apologize and spongebob doesn't even call him out for it and he's spongebob's even excited that he got the award yeah i don't know i just think that's that's real jacked up that he's like hey i crushed i crushed your your card house which i don't maybe he does it all the time i'll give it to spongebob probably breaks in a lot <laughs> yeah a lot of season two so far is like uh is patrick not really not really being the best friend Compared to like season one, season one was the exact opposite. Hopefully he picks it up. That's what I'm hoping. We'll, we'll see. Maybe these are the dark days. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's his I character also, arc. <laughs> I also like that when uh, Patrick gets hired at the Krusty Krab, Squidward immediately um, like quits. He quits. He just, he just hates being around him. them yeah. so much <laughs> that he's like, bye. Nah, but he was I'm, waiting I'm, outside I'm as soon as they left to jump back in. So I thought yeah. Squidward really hated his job, but he's sitting there waiting outside to go like go over go right back to work. So And then also this like whole the whole economics of Bikini Bottom is still a mystery to me because when SpongeBob gets hired, he's like, Oh, fifty dollars an hour and you're like, Holy sh no wonder Spongebob wants to work at the work Krusty Krab. And it's like, I was only paying Mr. Krabs a hundred dollars right. <laughs> an hour. And it makes me wonder, like, what kind of socialist society are they created in uh, Bikini Bottom? Maybe it's just Mr. Krabs. Well, and no, no one calls him like, out for it. No, the thing is, like, okay, so they have the concept of money, but the thing is, like, this society has to be some type of, like, socialism for SpongeBob to just exist without... I guess w- while without paying, anything, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't Unless know. Unless he's a trust fund baby. Oh, that could be it. Yeah. His, his parents are rich. and he does have a pretty nice house. Paying for everything. Mm. he is we'll a mama's boy out. too yeah so yeah we find out definitely later. A, definitely a mama's boy and a grandma's boy too yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got like that classic line in the um is this a crusty crab no oh, this yes. is patrick yes that lovely meme. again season two coming in hot with all these like classic bits i love it it's classic bits the quotable moments and the memorable moments yeah the meme the meme life 
that they've created. That whole like the jar scene too is like another big one where he's like the lid, the lid, the lid, the lid. And I tried my best to count how many times SpongeBob says the lid from the moment he's like, all right, take the jar out, put your hand on the lid. And I got about 25 times. I accidentally messed up my count, so it's only an approximation, but you guys can... I didn't see that on the SpongeBob wiki. Understandable. It's hard to count sometimes. Probably yeah, ran out of toes and fingers, huh? Yeah, exactly. It sucks. Good thing I have 11 toes. Hey. Makes things a little <laughs> bit easier. But uh, other quick fun facts from the wiki. This is the second episode where Patrick gets a job with the Krusty Krab and is later fired or just quits. And the first one was in the ARG episode, even though technically he only got the job for like two seconds. And Mr. Krabs gave him... When they were playing that board game and they gave him like the the hat and then he's like, oh, you're fired. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Patrick can not really hold a job. So second second uh, <laughs> instance of that happening. Um, I also love uh, the line that I intro to you with where he's like, you just blew in from stupid town. Right. And <laughs> not nonchalantly the way he says it too. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the delivery is so dry and just straightforward and it's it's wonderful. It's great. And like speaking of the jar stuff, um, when he finally like figures out how to open the jar and celebrates, he throws that jar right through the ground. Yeah. And so that's like a couple like one of the like two things I saw with uh godlike powers, since we haven't really been seeing that a lot with season two, um, is him being able to smash that jar right through the ground, which is pretty yeah. impressive. And the second one was a telepathic ability when that, SpongeBob yes. was like, At least I'm <laughs> safe in my mind or whatever. Yeah. Um, SpongeBob has displayed a lot of his powers in this one because he flipped a patty and it just stayed in midair. He ran and go grab, then he ran and walked to go get a patty and then came back and caught it. And then he put his hand on the grill and it's supposed to be implied that's a fake hand, but we've seen SpongeBob rip his, his hands off his, his arms off his body. And Many just, times. Yeah. And so I'm pretty sure that arm was fresh. He just ripped that off his body. That's a fresh arm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, a lot of the little lessons that I picked up on, like um, Josh and I have talked about this before, but awards are just so pointless and arbitrary, I feel. And especially just the Grammys just happen. So it's just one of those things where it's nice to be recognized for things, but it's also kind of like, it's, in the end, they don't matter. It is really doesn't mean anything, right? And like a lot of, we've talked about it, like we said in the past, you know, a lot of the like the big award shows are usually just like ways producers or like big companies try to put money behind like a movie or like the Tonys are really just a way for people to go see which won the most Tonys. It doesn't mean that it was like artistically any better. It's just what producers think like, hey, this show needs more more bump in sales. So Yeah. And like I feel like some shows like do deserve it or some albums do deserve something or like, you know, some yeah, no, movies I deserve accolades. Like, yeah, it's but definitely like, not all the time that it happens where it's like so like greedy, but like I think it happens consistently enough that we see. Yeah. And there's like a whole like secret circuit of like people behind the scenes, like like the Illuminati. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Talking to people in the Illuminati and figuring out like what can what can we get away with? How can we influence the sheep? Yeah. Um I also want to go back to the the lid scene where it's just like a really great example of different learning styles. Like Patrick, he really tried to just explain to Patrick how to open a, a jar and it really just came down to just do exactly as I do. It's visual learning at its finest. And you didn't have to like some people just learn different, 
you know? Yeah. You can, we can all be successful at the same things. That's true. It's just got to approach it differently. And that's why I think like sometimes like public school systems don't super work. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of friends that I had who were really smart. And just because like they weren't in the like the honors classes or top classes doesn't mean they weren't like any other smarter. It's just that the way that the school is teaching it doesn't make sense to them. Luckily, we I, get a little bit better in college. Like people are able to explore different classes and like different mediums, and it helps. But it's just so sad to see like some people just get gone. As someone who got funneled into like honors courses and gifted student thingies, I can tell you that's a hundred percent just arbitrary bullshit. Because it doesn't mean like for me, it definitely it just meant that I got things a little bit quicker sometimes. But it also like. I can tell you that the people I was in gifted classes with, quote unquote, gifted uh, classes, that some of them were <laughs> idiots. Like maybe not like on paper, but definitely emotionally or in any other know. way. Yeah, yeah. I remember there yeah. were people in my classes where I'm like, you like you're a good person. You like read so much. Like you seem educated beyond just like me who can fudge my way through a test because like a lot of the time I can tell you a lot of times when I learned stuff it was just literally memory retention from the moment I read the book to the moment I took the test because now I have I probably don't remember any of it just dump it out of your head as soon as you don't need it anymore there was literally a test we took on like uh, literary terms or something like learning like what's an allegory like what's alliteration and it was like literally on the bus to the school I was reading it and then I got like a 92 on the test but let me tell you if you had asked me two two minutes after the test what any of those things were I would have just been like I don't know <laughs> that memory's gone I yeah, wiped that bank <laughs> exactly <laughs> dropped everything <laughs> um I also want to bring up the fact that when Patrick starts copying Spongebob it's a really great lesson that just because you're doing the same thing as someone someone else doesn't mean you're going to get the same recognition. Yeah. Even if you're doing it exactly the same and like, yeah, there is like the whole like artistically, sometimes you're just copying someone and it's just like, well, that person's just a copycat of so-and-so. But like, there are definitely people who do like the same kind of work at the same exact time, just out of happenstance. And then the only one person gets the recognition whether it be because like something silly, like, Oh, they went viral quicker before someone else or, you know, like I see it all the time with like memes. Yeah. Like you'll see like a meme format that like suddenly becomes really popular. And then you realize that, Oh, I retweeted this meme or I like put it on the Instagram and all this other stuff. But the original creator didn't even create it. And there's like this huge controversy right now with like, you know, um, that Instagram account, Jerry, because a lot of people think, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, Josh, but I'm there's not, like a no. whole Instagram account from these people who literally what they do, they call themselves curators, quote unquote, but they just find funny tweets and memes and they just post it on their website and they were all well, not their website, their Instagram. And they were like the first people to do it like well and actually get money from it. Uh, but like they recently got a bunch of backlash because like, because it's not their content. It's not their content yeah. and they've been doing it for forever. But finally, like, you know, with our, kind of mob mentality slash like like wokeness we kind of Are went to twitter, to twitter and where we're like hey like this isn't cool anymore we're not yeah. letting this fly yeah 
the celebs started tweeting at them and everything. Well, so that kind of goes along with something I saw for this episode is like to have pride in your work. Like even if you aren't the first one like to come up with something or like someone beats you to it, you should have pride in what you're able to do and what you're able to accomplish. And I think that we, I know I'm guilty of it sometimes. Like you just get mm-hmm. really like, you like get, jaded. Yeah, you get really jaded or really like um, overcome by like other people's success and seeing what other people do. But like, doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't any like any not good, you know? And it's always important to keep that in mind because like that's the other thing I saw is like hard work pays off. I think SpongeBob's like one of the hardest workers in Bikini Bottom and probably why he has as many awards as he does. And like it goes to show that the only award that Patrick ever wins and he's not a hard worker is like literally doing absolutely no longer nothing longer than anyone else. But even that he has to work hard at in order to win the award for, right? Yeah, you know how hard it is to do nothing? It's extremely difficult. I was gonna say maybe you should get that award at some point in time. Eh, I'm working <laughs> on it. I gotta I gotta dethrone you. <laughs> I do think that having pride in what you're doing is more important and that as long as you're happy with what you're doing. Yeah. Not even happy, but like content at least. You yeah, know exactly. Being able to remain present in like what you're doing is important and not mm-hmm. get like boggered down by what everyone else is doing, because who cares? You know, yeah. when you're dead, no one's going to care about what all those other people are doing. People are going to look back at what you were able to do and stuff, you know? Yeah. It's like, stop comparing yourself to others. Yeah, exactly. Boom. Little bonus lesson. And also, I just wanted to, to end this act with a little lesson that the narrator leaves us with. And it's like, uh, in Bikini Bottom, even excellence can be found under a rock. So it really hits home. Wow. All right, Omar. Are ready to discuss this bubble break? Yes, I got a I guess juicy so. topic this week. A what? A juicy topic this week. Ooh, gross. Um, we're gonna talk about the Super Bowl, and gross. Uh, for all of you who watched it, you probably know why we're talking about it. You wanna elaborate for us, Omar? Uh, yes, there was a petition that they're gonna have SpongeBob in the Super Bowl, and so uh, specifically, sweet victory. Specifically. Sweet victory. Um, and let me tell you, it was the most exciting, most elaborate. No, it was the biggest fucking disappointment. <laughs> and then what makes it worse for me and any of you out there listening, I'm sure will share my sentiments. And even if you don't share my sentiments, I want you to know that I disagree with you when people are like, well, at least we got it. At least we got it in the Super Bowl. No, you guys didn't do it right, Super Bowl. NFL, whoever's in charge of that was mad. Was yeah. mad. I mean, I don't even realize like it's cool. Yes, I guess it is cool that SpongeBob was in the Super Bowl for like a hot second to introduce sicko mode, which like who cares? Like, why is that what it introduced? I didn't like introduce the entire show. That's what it's like. If they would have played in the beginning, even though it was Maroon 5, like it still like opened it up. And still it was like in the middle of it. It was weird. It was like a weird placement. I would have been fine with the placement. It's just like we can lose one Maroon 5 song and just, you know, let it happen. Like, just let a little chunk of it happen, remix it with Sicko Mode or anything else. It doesn't make sense because they had the marching band on stage too. Like, they had all the pieces ready to go, but they just couldn't execute it. It's so disappointing. No, they did not. And then the game was awful. They could have literally gotten anyone. And the game was awful, but like... 
whatever. I wasn't really watching for the Super Bowl. I was just wanting an excuse to have people over and eat wings. Wings and nachos. Wings, nachos, <laughs> and whatever. Yeah. I even said I had my wisdom teeth out, and I was like, screw it. I'm eating wings because I want wings. I know. You risk getting dry socket for this. I 100% <laughs> risked it for what? Nothing. Nothing. To, to see two seconds of Squidward, and that's it. That's two it. seconds of Squidward and some SpongeBob, and that was it. It was even... <laughs> the full song or it was even mixed nicely into the sycamo transition overall disappointment hope you're listening super to nfl hope you're listening yeah they're definitely listening to sue us for saying super bowl so many times because <laughs> you're not allowed to say that i think in advertising oh, oh, oh well whatever the big game that Come everyone watches <laughs> you and <laughs> a bubble break <laughs> Fuck you. That's it. Act two, Bubble Buddy. Another classic episode. This one, SpongeBob starts off trying to go to each of his friends to celebrate Leif Erikson Day, which. Bergen, Dergen, Schmergen. Actually, fun fact, is a real holiday, apparently. October 9th. October 9th. There in you case go. anyone really wants to celebrate it. Mark your calendars. And it turns out no one's around. They've all left notes on their doors. They're off at various places. So, in order to not feel lonely, SpongeBob makes himself a bubble buddy. He blows himself a bubble friend. And they go to the Krusty Krab, try to eat some Krabby Patties. They go to Goo Lagoon. But all the time that they're doing all this, they're pissing people off. So ends up creating a mob. And yeah, the chaos ensues. It's great. Lots and lots of chaos. Um, let's get some fun facts first. Um, one thing that I did not see on the the wiki was spun uh was bubble buddy's special order so what i've gathered bubble buddy no cheese no crust ketchup under the patty it's four squirts of ketchup pickles to the left wheat buns um non-dairy lettuce which didn't make any sense to me farmed raised tomatoes carnival style which sounds just too much for anything for like a fast food chain. It's crazy, right? That they went but through I, all the effort just to make that for him. Exactly. And they refired a lot of things. They made so much extra stuff. Yeah. Um, and definitely there's two crimes in this. Definitely murder and definitely stealing. Um at least. I'm sure there's okay. more. <laughs> and then uh one of the fishes says he delivered a plague onto our houses, which is a Shakespeare reference. Um, SpongeBob also looks at the menu for the Krusty Krab, and it's mentioned that there's a quarter ouncer double pounder, which is kind of like you know McDonald's is a uh, quarter pounder, double quarter pounder. And then um, SpongeBob also, when he grabs Bubble Buddy, he's about to escape. The Raiders of the Lost Ark theme plays, and already Josh mentioned that Leaf Erickson Day is an actual holiday. holiday. What is Leaf Erickson Day, if you know I- off the top of your head? I do not know off the top of my head, it but is, give me a whole quick second. It is a holiday that recognizes Leif Erikson, I think, was an actual person, a Viking. Um, a Norse explorer. Yeah, was the first one to step foot on like North American territory. They also say like he's the first like white discoverer quote-unquote of america there was people already here in america yes. but he was the he was the first one from europe to Ain't figure no that columbus out crap <laughs> yeah. yeah so columbus i mean again no one discovered america people were already here 
but Columbus especially didn't discover America. We still somehow have a holiday for him. And uh, and places named after him. Doesn't make Columbus. sense. <laughs> it's an anti-Columbus podcast. I want everyone who likes Columbus to get the fuck out. You like Columbus, Taylor Swift, anything else that we've mentioned in the past. <laughs> that we somehow hate. <laughs> um, I just sense. really like the representation that was portrayed in this episode, Josh. I think it's really great that I finally have a character that I can relate to. And what exactly Bull- do you relate to? Bubble Buddy has lactose intolerance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just glad that, you know, there's someone that's there, you know, for me. Yeah, finally you're being represented. It's been forever, you know. It's really, yeah, really kind of sad that there is such a lack of representation for lactose intolerance in public media. Yeah, obviously. I think that I'm going to start a foundation to help people out. You know, the vegans have had their moment too long. I want lactose intolerance representation. What are you going to name the movement? <laughs> no cheese for me, please. <laughs> 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 but uh, I did like to see that, um, speaking of representation, uh, that Mr. Krabs was like, we serves all kind. And that's what he said. Exactly. We serves all kind. As long as they had money. But Mr. Krabs also comes up with like a pretty decent threat against Squidward when Squidward doesn't like want to serve Bubble Buddy. He's like, you know what? I'll fill your life with misery and woe, even if you quit. <laughs> even if you quit, which makes sense. That's a that's a hefty promise to that promise to like promise. torture someone for the rest of their life. I mean, that would be like almost the equivalent. Like, think about it now, right? If a a customer had that kind of rea- had like a bad reaction because of how you're treating them they would be tweets and then you go viral in the worst way you know mr krabs is really ahead of his time in that situation that's true i'm curious of what he would have done though i mean poor squidward already goes through enough trauma and torture as it is as we discussed last week mm-hmm. um i'd wonder how else he'd add on to it i mean i don't know maybe he would like break his clarinet or something oh imagine <laughs> Um, another thing that I saw Mr. Krabs doing that I thought was really interesting and I wanted to ask you is, would you chew food for another person if they wanted it chewed for them? If I knew that person, I think. If it was like what a relative you, or a friend, maybe, yeah. If you didn't know that person, if this person was like, please chew this cheeseburger for me, that's the only way I can eat this. I don't think I would. you were in a public place. I don't think I would. I would. I definitely would. And the here's my reasoning. So... They say that chewing food is actually how we taste food. Like it's like yeah, we taste it with our tongue, obviously, but chewing it it like enhances the flavors of food, and it's like one of the reasons why we chew. And it's also supposedly you're supposed to chew your food more than like a couple bites than we do because you get more out of it. Huh. Okay. So like more it breaks uh, bang it down for, your for buck you that and, way. Yeah. Yeah. So when you chew food, I would be getting all the enjoyment because I'd be tasting all the good stuff. And then I just spit it back out on the plate and they eat it. I don't have to feed it to them like a bird or nothing, you know? I guess I just feel bad for like spitting it off on the plate for them. I don't know. I mean, know. that's their problem, not mine. That's true. That's true. Whatever like... <laughs> Whatever germs I got. <laughs> germs they I got, they, they get. That's what they get. They yeah. do They do make like handheld blenders now, like mobile blenders that you can bring with you. So if that's a problem that you have, that you have someone needs to chew your food, just buy one of these little blenders boom small usb small charged <laughs> uh scooter also mentioned something interesting that i think is a really good lesson to have is stay away from work on your day off 
the Squidward's like, how am I supposed to enjoy your day off work if you're here? And I definitely, I kind of used to do that like in high school and a little bit in college too, but mostly in college because I was on campus. So if I wanted to go to like my work, I was already there basically. I could just chill there. But like in high school, I'd always like stop by and sometimes like eat at the pizza place that I used to work at. And it would just kind of be like, why are you here? You can go home. Yeah. You're free from this prison. I think it's just important to have space. I think that's the thing is like people don't realize like even if you are not working at a place, it's the mm-hmm. same thing as school. If you're like just hanging out on campus, like sometimes you need space from distance from somewhere in order to like actually be able to get some like recovery time or like some mm-hmm. downtime in. And it's also better for you too, just to like not be at work and not thinking about work. It's mentally mentally cleanse yourself yeah mentally cleansing um there's another thing that mr Krabs says that i think everyone can learn from is don't tattoo people's names on your body like unless it's your like mom maybe your spouse like my dad has my mom's name tattooed to his arm but like even then just like there's so many people who get like divorced and also just in general, like people let you down. Yeah. There's just too many lists online of pictures of people like trying to cover up their like crappy name tattoos with other things. And I think it's just like, it's kind of silly. I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to tell people what to do with their bodies, but I, I highly recommend that they probably shouldn't do that. Get, get, get something that represents that person instead or represents that name. And then you can like play off whatever it is later. It's harder to play off a name when you're, you can like play off an object. Yeah, that's better. I think that's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, we should talk about like you mentioned the crimes, but like he, Bubble Buddy, literally killed someone. It's not revealed until the end of the episode that he's sentient. Poor Scooter, Scooter's one of my favorite characters right? too. But it's the best laugh. He just like we're supposed to assume that he's just a bubble this entire time, but he comes to life. He could have dug that guy out, but he let him drown. He sat there and watched that guy drown. Okay, so playing devil's advocate, do you think Bubble Buddy could have avoided? Like, could, couldn't dig him out? Maybe it was, like, one of those things, like, if he digs in the sand, he'll pop or something. I think that Bubble Buddy is a little bit more deviant than we like to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he's completely innocent out of this. You know, the only other sent, the only sentient bubble that we know in Bikini Bottom is the Dirty Bubble, and he's pretty evil, too. So maybe that's just a common thing with bubbles. They're evil sons of... Yeah. Because, like, it's another perfect example of how SpongeBob is like a god. He created a sentient being. Yeah, exactly. And also there's like somehow a bubble taxi. And it, it makes me wonder, like, did the other things that SpongeBob make have sentience? Those baby ducks he created where they popped? The giraffe. Did they have sentience too? <laughs> <laughs> the, the giant giraffe. The giant giraffe. <laughs> Maybe in the yeah. past life, that's how the dirty bubble was created. That's like SpongeBob created him. It was a past SpongeBob. Yeah, with the re- like a a previous incarnation of him. He blew a dirty bubble and it created more evil into the world. We'll deep dive into that some other time. <laughs> Definitely. Um, I think um, the mob is really important to talk about because of all of this, and that's like kind of the lesson I saw for this episode is just like mob mentality can be really scary sometimes. So you got to be careful like how you feel it and how like you contribute to that sometimes. Because like it, 
they were like, yeah, Bubble Buddy did some like pretty crappy things for sure. But like the they guy, they're gonna murder him. They're gonna murder him. Yeah, like they were just already. In their defense, though, they did not think he was a sentient being. That's true. That's true. But still, they like ready to stab him, and like it was crazy. And like that guy even tried to fuel it even more by saying he was like gonna burn their crops and all this other stuff. It's like, and that happens. That happens online. People will fuel mom mentality with like feuds and stuff and just make up crap and that's like it's you got to be careful and we've had this discussion before on like how we feel about mob mentality but i think squidward did a very important thing that i think sometimes is good use for good and sometimes used for evil that he's like why are you going to take out your aggression on this lifeguard who's done nothing and instead, why don't you take the aggression out on the people who are actually making your life shitty? Yeah, it's like a crappy way to be a voice of reason, but he definitely was like a voice of reason in that point. Like that poor lifeguard would have been trampled or whatever by all those guys. Probably murdered. Murdered, yeah, 100%. But like, I'm just saying, like in the real life situation, sometimes it's like instead of being mad, it's like you see it in like politics a lot. It's like you're mad at, all these taxes and stuff, why don't you take it to your congressman or congresswoman and just let them just know what's up. Make more educated uh, like direction towards your anger, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was, that was one small lesson I got was use your aggression for something productive. Yeah. AKA on the people who cussed. <laughs> um, on a brighter note, Omar, I was wondering, did you ever have a buddy object like so, there's like the list that we have is Bubble Buddy, um, Mr. Krabs had Nickel Buddy, someone had a Funny Muffler, the Jerky Pal, Boo Boo Keys, and Snake Boo-boo Eyes. Keys. So, did you ever have like an object that you just had like a friend? I'm trying to think back when I was younger. I mean, I definitely like gravitated towards stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have like a fake dog. His name was Sparky. He was modeled after another dog that looked very similar to him. Um, I just wanted a dog. I think that's what that came from. I don't think it was like a buddy situation. Uh, one thing that I think is kind of funny that I think affected me a lot was when I beat, I forgot which Pokemon game, I, one of the Pokemon games. And then like, I remember just being extremely sad that night because I was like, Pokemon aren't real. And I was kind of like, oh, oh my God. Pokemon aren't real. Like, my journey as a Pokemon trainer has ended. It means nothing. <laughs> yeah, I, all this work means nothing. <laughs> That's kind of sad. And not that it, like all the work means nothing, because now I'm more, more in control of my emotions <laughs> than when I was when I was younger. And I understand that, like, you know, you played the game, you enjoyed the game. And, like, yes, all good things have to come to an end eventually. And I feel like that's how you're going to be when you finish Kingdom Hearts. Eventually. I think it's just, you're going to finish it. You're going to be like, this This was a hell of a ride, man. It's a hell of a ride. I'm not mentally prepared for that. <laughs> um, I definitely yeah. had, uh, when I was like three, I think, went to my aunt's house and she had these like green pillows on her couch and they were really, really soft. I freaking love them. And I took one and I think I had it all the way until I was like 12. Until it literally like was threads Exploded. and fell apart, and like my mom just like had to put it in a bag and just like you're done. You can't. I can't sew this back up. It's the over. Thing is, did you did you talk to it though? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But I did like. Or was really, it more like a comfort thing? Yeah, really. Maybe it was comfort. 
I did really love that thing though. It was like a big like green pillow buddy. Named it Green Pillow. Brought it everywhere with me. I guess when you kind of gave it a name, I don't know because there was definitely like things that I had like I also had like a pillow where I'm like, I was like, yep, I'm gonna take this pillow with me everywhere because it's just like a comfortable pillow to have. You just kept it. I feel like that's kind of the same thing. They're buddies. Shout out to um, Green Pillow. Shout out to Green. <laughs> shout out to Green Pillow. Um, shout out to Tui. Which only two people, only one person will probably know what that is. <laughs> um, but I wanted to also ask you a question on how long would someone you would have to wait for the bathroom until you decided, like, to slant to knock on the door. Like, I'm not talking the initial knock, but like, the like I've been here. Where, you, where am I you, at? Like, finished yet? Like at my own place, at a friend's house, or like in public? We'll say in public. Okay, in public, probably 45 minutes. 45 minutes to an hour. If someone's been in the bathroom for 45 minutes to an hour, I'm like, all right, it's time. It's, it's done. You know? To pinch it off. Yeah. Finish it out. Yeah. That's, that's quite a bit of time. So if you were in a restaurant and you're like, I got to go to the bathroom. I just sit there and hold it. Hopefully I'm with like friends. They're like, can have a conversation or stuff. Like in my own house, I think that I'd like try to talk to the person through the door. Be like, hey, like, you need to hurry this up. I'm a fan of since the digital age, you shoot them a text. You're like, are you dead in there? And if they're like, no, sorry, man. Because it happened to me the other day. I was like, yo, I accidentally had cheese. I got to be in this bathroom. And then like 20 minutes later, I got a text. I got like a knock on the door. It's Fatima being like, hey. It's like, no, don't come over here. Just shoot me a text. (laughs) I'll tell you the situation there. But uh, How long would you wait? I don't know. It it really depends how badly I have to go. It's less like the the amount of time that this person has taken. It's more like, is this like an Omar emergency? Did he accidentally have cheese and this is the only bathroom within like a hundred miles and this is how we're gonna do it? Because like one time I was in Tucson, I was at Bookman's and I was like, I need to go to the bathroom. That was just food poisoning though. <laughs> and then I was like, I gotta go to this bathroom and then like it was I was at a Bookman's and it was just only one bathroom and there was someone in there and I was like knocking and they just didn't come out and I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta go find another bathroom. <laughs> gotta find another bathroom. They were also having food poisoning. I don't like, I don't like knocking on the doors for bathrooms because I just, I understand that people sometimes take more time. Like Bubble Buddy. Well, Maybe it, he accidentally had cheese. That's true. Maybe he did. Maybe Squidward sucked some cheese into those Krabby Patties. I wouldn't put it above him. Who knows? Um, and the last like lesson I got for this episode was, um, it's okay to learn how to be alone sometimes. And I think that's something that SpongeBob struggles with. And we've seen him struggle with a couple times is that and I see, I've talked to a lot of people about this. Like sometimes you just like need to learn how to be by yourself for a bit because sometimes your friends will be busy or you'll be in a situation where you don't have like a ton of people around you to like rely on and you got to figure out what to do with yourself, you know? It it's can be hard, but mm-hmm. but you only got it's you at the end of the day. Man. Yeah, it's just pure existence. You just gotta let it be. Just enjoy yourself for who you are. Cause you're beautiful. You're beautiful. No matter what oh. they say. Time for the big lesson. Oh yeah, big old lesson. All right, Josh, what did you get for this week's episode? All right, it was definitely pretty tough this week. I felt like these two acts kind of different. 
Um, but what I got was, don't be so quick to judge. Fuck you. Um, why? Did you get something similar? It's kind of similar. God yeah. damn Let's see it. what you say. Let's see uh, how you do it. I like how last season we were like, oh, we're both on the same wavelength. And this season it's just like, we're trying to avoid getting the same ones and it's not that way. Anyways, continue. Um, okay, so I said don't be so quick to judge in the first act because I think Patrick's very quick to judge himself and judge the fact that he isn't good enough to get an award when he ends up being good enough and to judge the fact that like that SpongeBob is the role model he needs to go for. I think that he probably could have like found some like better insightful way to like get an award than try to copy SpongeBob all the time. And then in Act Two, it was everyone kind of judging Bubble Buddy for you know being like an inanimate object or an imaginary friend or being like a jerk who's like holding up the bathroom or not paying for his food and stuff, you know. Uh, and really, he's just a bubble with lactose intolerance. This is a man. bubble with it lactose intolerance. It strikes sometimes. Like, let him, let him, let him be. Come on. <laughs> he might have drowned someone, but like it happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, that's what I got for this week. What about you? Mine was look beneath the surface. Oh, because sometimes the image presented to you isn't the reality. Because like you're an objective observer, you know. Yeah. Okay. So like, not really objective, but. You're an observer. So SpongeBob gets all these awards, but like, really, what are they for? You know? Yeah. They're meaningless. Like, who's, yeah. As far as you know, they could be, be sent by his parents. They could be like, thanks for being the best son award. Right. Like, it's like basically the equivalent of a world's greatest dad mug. Like, obviously. You don't know. Some of those awards, like, are they Nobel Peace Prizes? I don't think so. Is it a Grammy? Is it a Tony? Who yeah. knows? Right? So there's that whole half of the thing. And then also, again, Bubble Bunny was sentient the whole time. Maybe if you guys had paid attention to him, he might have seen him twitch or something. Yeah. Or give watched it, him develop him from normal to crazy. But yeah, it's just, again, I think it applies to like social media world where it's like you see a bunch of people succeeding or doing things and you're just kind of like, nah, fam. I know this is a lie. I know like I'll tell people a lot when I'll be, I'll post something and like, People are very nice and they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, blah, 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 blah. I always tell them, like, don't believe the hype. It's just, I'm just posting it because I think it's cool. But let me tell you, it's not as cool as you think. And I've had a lot of friends that I've reached out to social media about stuff they've worked on. I was like, hey, look, it looks like you're doing really well. And they're like, it's just social media. Like, I'm, I'm actually can't pay my bills right now, but like, yeah, I just want to make cool. people think that I'm doing cool stuff. So, yeah. I mean, that's why, like, I try not to post too much on Instagram or anything, but it is kind of like that situation where you kind of post into, you know, just to show people what's going on. Like, I only post when I do cool stuff, and it's not really to show off, but I only post it because it's interesting to document. To yeah, me. it ends up just being a portfolio is what kind of happens. So Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just going to let it be. I wonder if this is going to be a common theme that we keep getting the same kind of stuff. If we make it through this whole season with the same stuff, I'm going to be very upset. I think we're going to need to take a separation from each other yeah, for a bit. We're not going to hang out for a long time. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Um, if you want to help us out, you need to share and comment on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. And if you want to send us anything, suggestions, comments, please reach out to us on is mayonnaise a podcast.com 
or email us at the same place is mayonnaise podcast at gmail.com and follow us on all the wonderful social media places. But yeah, before we go, I want to leave, leave you with, with. All, all right. Josh, Josh stop, stop copying me. me. Seriously, Seriously, stop. It's, it's really, really annoying. annoying. Uh, at, at least, least I'm safe inside, inside my mind. mind. At least, at least I'm, I'm safe, safe inside, inside my mind. <laughs>